90s Now with Kelly Alexander and Sharon Hyland. Hey, you guys. How you doing? I'm good. You? Good. Magical. I got a bit of a throat thing going on, so uh, Uh-oh. I'm trying to make it sound as sexy as You sound as like a lady of the evening. You're welcome. <laughs> Sharon <that> Hyland. Sh- <laughs> yeah. There's that (laughs) small window of time where you sound like, like, yeah, this is good. And then you sneeze. Yeah. Uh, Uh, (laughs) Achoo. And then it's less classy. It's less classy. A lot less classy. Uh Yeah. Nice segue, though, because the first thing I wanted to point out was that uh, Dolly Parton is a class act. Times a million. Mm -hmm. Times a million. We're going to tell you why, at least one reason why on the show today. Uh, We'll also tell you how two of the biggest boy bands would have been impacted by the decision of one young blondie. Pretty incredible when you think back to what could have happened, and we'll talk about that. Kelly's trivia, of course, a 90s rewind that will also highlight a great Canadian songwriter who's getting honored for his skills later this year. And because we haven't talked to any Spice Girls in a while, and there's some pretty big news Mm -hmm. about their tour, I say we should probably start there. Now, here's Let's the deal. The Spice Girls are booked for Glastonbury. That's bananas. It's super bonkers, right? And if you look at the uh, the uh, the lineup for that festival, you're like, why are we all not going to Glastonbury? <sighs> it's incredible. Like, everybody's there. Everybody's going to be there. Four days in June. Who's in? Yeah. Let's go. Well, the Spice Girls are going to be there. With so all that's going to be awesome. With all of them. Yeah. <laughs> Can't believe so, it. So not just big enough that they're, you know, going to be doing a live show, but that Vix will be performing with them. Get ready for that left leg kick out. The one move. Yep. That's all she has to worry about is that one move. <laughs> yep. She's going to bring that and outfits. No doubt about that. Uh, pretty cool, though. She'll be there to perform uh, at that show. Like, that's big for the Brit fans. That's like that would be a reason to tour, to uh, to travel to see that show. I think. Yeah, exactly. And um, the one thing though that's a little like disappointing, I guess we'll call it, is that there was rumors that they were um, invited to perform for the Queen's Jubilee year or whatever, and uh, yes. they uh, not all of them could get it together, and so they've turned it down. It sounds like, and it sounds like Mel B and Emma are unhappy with that decision. Well, it's kind of a a big deal, you know, well, to be able to perform for the, queen. for the queen. Yeah, like, have they done it before? Um, well, they performed at the Olympics in 2012. That was the last time. So I and she was probably watching. Yeah. So, <laughs> so indirectly, yes. <laughs> uh, what what have, have you heard? What the uh, the bumps would have been like? Why they couldn't have gotten it together? Well, in the article I read, um, it kind of mentioned that that there was a mention that Jerry, like her schedule wasn't allowing. And then that there was a mention that all of their schedules wasn't allowing for rehearsals. Um, and then there was a mention that Mel B and Emma were particularly unhappy with this decision. So, cause it's really like what's, what's kind of, I guess like mind boggling is like not every day is there a queen celebrating 70 years on the throne. You know what I mean? No kidding. So I think that, Whatever um, clay making class you might have, or <laughs> whatever you've got on your calendar, yeah. wipe it off. Yeah, exactly. yeah, because it's like a pretty big deal. And and even in the article I read, it said like it's not lost on you know Mel B and Emma what an honor this would have been. So 
It's, I wonder, like, you get to, I, I would think that they are at a point in their lives as grown women where you would prioritize something like that. You can see maybe when you're 20 or 22 or whatever, where you're like, nah, it's okay. We'll play for the queen another time. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> but now's the time. This is it. Yeah. This is it. This I is find it time. interesting, like, that they would not, you know, ram that up the list on and top. And it's interesting, too, if it is, because, again, like, none of this is confirmed, but if it is Jerry's schedule that's prohibiting them from this appearance, um, isn't she the one that wore the Union Jack dress? Like, you'd think she'd be first in line to want to perform. And no offense, I don't mean to imply any tone, but what's she up to? Yeah. <laughs> Well, I think she's on the the new season of that Formula One drive show because her husband, Christian Horner, is... She is. is she's in the first episode. She's uh, horse riding with uh, Christian. Oh, well, so. there we go. So that yeah. that must explain it. Have you watched that show yet, Sharon? I have not. You have to. Even if you do not like F1, you will... You'll, it's like a yeah. soap opera in a soap opera. Like, you'll totally oh, okay. get... It's, and it's what? Is this season four, Adam? Yeah, season four. Sharon, you have to watch. Like, And what's it called? Uh, drive to... Is it Drive to Survive or Formula One, something like that? Formula One, Drive to Survive. On Netflix. Yeah. Wow. Sharon, you have to. No, you have to. Like I get goosebumps every time I watch it. It's yeah. so good. Oh, and it cool. just they just dropped the fourth season like last Friday, right? Or I think Adam. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I've actually I haven't a... watched it yet because I'm like, we're gonna stockpile a little bit and then go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, no, Sharon, like you will, knowing you, you will, you would totally get into this like ASAP. Well, considering the other options for like um, uh, reality or like some sort of soap opera show is some of the worst stuff I've ever seen enter in my home, like 90 Day Fiance, <laughs> which is not a choice that I'm making. I can guarantee you that, mm-hmm. though, for the sake of this podcast and 90 being in the title, I think it works. But <laughs> do not ever waste your time watching this show. It's awful. It awful. sounds awful. Ugh, brutal. You know, I've never watched like a full episode of, uh, and nor I don't even think I've gone five minutes of watching like a Bachelor or a Bachelorette, or like any of that stuff. Yeah, it's all or like, like Big Brother. Like I, I, I can't do any of that. The the only I'm thing down I've with Big Brother. Me, did you like the Big Brother? I like Big Brother. I like I Big love Brother Canada. Big Brother, yeah. Okay. Which is it's just super. It's fun because they're you know they make it. Like, the competitions are fun. The household stuff is the same all the time. It's the same drama. It's the same promises. It's the same broken promises, blah, blah, blah. But it's still kind of fun. I still watch Survivor. I like Survivor. I, I haven't watched it in a while, but I do like Survivor. Yeah. They have uh, – they each of these shows that have been on for, you know, many seasons have the challenge of making it interesting mm-hmm. each time. So I think they do a pretty good job. 42 seasons for a Survivor. 42 seasons. Isn't Can that you wild? imagine? And the, this current one and the last one were like um, abbreviated because of obviously because of the pandemic and the well, return they filmed, to they normal. They filmed it right one after the other. Right. So this is as close as it gets to being at the beginning of of its purity as it was like the first season and the second season, meaning right. the first season filmed and then the second season filmed. So they didn't have anything to compare it to. Now you hear the word alliances right out of the gate. It's it's sort of predictable at times, mm-hmm. but for this one, like you said, the last season that that brought them back after you know being locked out like the rest of the world because of the pandemic, uh, wrapped up, and then they started this one right away. So this one doesn't know what last one was like, so it's kind of still fresh. Yeah, yeah, I know. You I've know which one I'm excited for that's coming back <laughs> is "So You Think You Can Dance." Ooh, that's coming back. I like those. 
But you know who's not coming back? They're not bringing back Nigel Lithgow. Oh. Even though he was like, I think, one of the executive producers, like on the original series, and then and then he and I say original series because it's still original series, but yeah, he said he wasn't asked back to be in the in the uh, in the judges chair. So I don't know who they're gonna get to say cue music. I'm not sure who's gonna get that gig. (laughs) What was the other girl's name? The brunette. She was sort of spunky. Uh, not Paul Abdul. No. Ah. There's another girl. Woman, I mean. Oh, you mean uh, the uh, what's it, Mary, the crazy one with the train? Yes, yes, yeah. yeah. Mary Murphy, <laughs> that one. Yes, yes. Yeah. My favorite on those shows was when uh, when the judges actually dance. Oh yeah, okay. Do you know to see them actually put into action what they are yeah. expecting from the uh, the competitors? That's cool. Yeah, I like that. That's a good time. And they couldn't. They weren't. I think this is. The, they had missed two seasons because of pandemic. Because obviously it was going to be incredibly difficult to have a bubble for dancers. You know, mm-hmm. right. So uh, I think it's been two seasons. So it'll be great to have. I just. It was a great. It's a great show. They have great choreographers. A lot of like um, Tice Diorio, for example, who used to dance with Janet. Uh, he often choreographs on that. So, oh, um, cool. It's just really cool to see what the, the, these like A list level choreographers do for these kids. Like for because Tice, for example, is Taylor Swift's choreographer. So he's wow, got big nice. g- gigs and then comes do- and does the show, which is cool. Neat. Neat. Yep. Cool. Well, we're going to talk about Dolly Parton mm-hmm. because she's one sassy class act. Uh, but before that, we should probably line up some trivia. We should. Let's do it. 90s. <laughs> now. Trivia. Bing bong. So. Before we start trivia, a wee bit of a surprise for you. Um, last week on the show, we made Adam blush because Ginger <laughs> Bear had a message for Adam on YouTube. Uh, oh, Ginger, Ginger Bear clearly watches our episodes because Ginger Bear has sent another message <laughs> to all of us. And there was some like fun emojis and says um, that they love watching uh, our show and stay hot. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I can do that. I can do that. So yes, uh, a shout out to, to Ginger Bear and to Rachel, of course, who honest to God, Rachel, <laughs> Rachel, Rachel is like literally she she watches every single second of our show and then recaps it in her in the YouTube comments. Nice. With lots of emojis and lots of excitement. And she always wishes us well and wishes us a great week all the way from Australia. So, Rachel, thank you. We appreciate it. Thanks, Rachel. Um, so, Sharon, I think in honor of Rachel, you should answer in Australian <laughs> when you. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. It's a burner. <laughs> it's a burner. Let's get to the question, Here we Kelly. Go. Um, <laughs> question. This is in news and politics. Uh-oh. News. Which UK prime minister resigned in 1990, having held office since 1979? Sharon. Go, Sharon. Margaret Thatcher. <laughs> that was correct, but that's not an Australian. I don't even know what accent I'm you doing. You did British. Megs, Megs Thatcher. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I think I'm close. <laughs> that was close. Adam, any clue? Uh, no clue. Okay. Well, I, I know, I, I know, oh, I know the name, but I, I would have not. Is. But you had it. it. You did have it, Sharon. You were right. Oh, was it Margaret Thatcher? Yeah, yeah, it was Margaret Thatcher. Oh. Who did you th- then think it was? The the guy John something. Oh, John something. Who was the guy John that was Doe. there when John says- Doe? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Why am I forgetting the name of the prime minister? Was it Tony Blair when Princess Di died? Right, that was he was in. Right, wasn't he when she passed away? I don't know. Adam's gonna check. I think I think it was it Tony Blair. Adam. Uh, what year did uh, Diana ninety seven? She passed. 
So Tony Blair was elected prime minister in 1997. Yeah. Yeah. So that's oh, it. Because wow. I, 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 th- and John Major was there just Major. Before. That's it. So oh, John right. Major is the one who replaced uh, Megs. Got it. Yeah. I remember Megs Thatcher. That if there's any accuracy that that Tony Blair put a bit of pressure on the palace to be a bit more compassionate. Uh, oh yes. Yeah. Yeah. If if the You're rumors right. are to be true. And you know what? If we could talk about John Major for a second, if he was, uh, I'm not sure if he was any sort of uh, officer in any sort of um, army, but imagine if he was a major. Major John Major? (laughs) Major Major. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) Sharon, are you on cold medicine? (laughs) I'm tired. (laughs) That is all. (laughs) I think we found our clip for the week. (laughs) (laughs) This one. Um, okay, question number two. Uh, oh, yeah, okay, I like this one. What awesome accessory was invented by a teacher experience, experimenting with steel ribbon? Oh, Sharon. Go, Sharon. That snappy bracelet-y thing? You got it! That's amazing. I don't know the name. Is it snappy claps or <laughs> snippy snips? Slap bracelets. Slappies. Yeah, but can I also tell you the fun extra words that got in the in the thing? Oh yes, yeah. So um, yes, if you're new to the show, the Kelly '90s questions cue cards often have extra words to make them more '90s sassy. So the answer is actually slap bracelets, comma wicked exclamation mark. Wicked, <laughs> Bona. Who says that anymore? Wicked, wicked smart. Oh my god, Bostonians say it. Yeah, wicked smart, bro. <laughs> I'm full you, of accents. <laughs> I'm full of accents. I don't know where they belong, <laughs> but uh, I'll do any of them at any time, in any order. You should try that on your new show. You should have the accents break. The wheel of accents. <laughs> yeah. Sharon has it ring so that it always ends up on Australian, <laughs> <laughs> and that's the only word. Yeah, it's a burner. <laughs> yeah. I would pay money to see your program director as you. <laughs> He'd have a sore neck from shaking his head. Yeah. No, no, no. Uh, so why is Dolly Parton such a class act? Well, she is on the long list for consideration to be inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but she doesn't believe that she has earned the right to be inducted. Why not? So she, she would like to take herself off the list. Uh, she also doesn't want to split the vote. She doesn't want to be the reason why there'd be, you know, a fractured of votes. Um, well, she doesn't believe she's earned the right. She doesn't have uh, um, rock. Uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, she doesn't. She's not written a rock or... album. She's she's not a rock artist. She's not a part of that genre. Which, as we know, over the course of the past few years, has. Uh, the emphasis has steered away from rock and sort of focused on music, period. Uh, The idea, though, in my opinion, they should change the name of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah, well, that's what what I think they should do. It should just be the Music Hall of Fame. And then, you know, it doesn't mean that everybody should get in. I don't believe that everybody should get a a ribbon for participating. And I don't think that album sales qualify, you know, that's what they did and that's why they're in. I don't think that Dionne Warwick should be on that list at all. And no offense to her success. I just don't get, I don't get it. And I'm happy to be, to be educated as to why she should be in. 
But my opinion, knowing whatever I know, is that I don't think that she should be on that list. Dolly Parton, I think, should be. If we're talking about cultural impact for genres of music that have contributed to the overall sound of music as we know it, country and Western music has always been associated as a great contributor to rock and roll. So I I would be down with Dolly Parton being inducted as as one of those people that have had a great impact. She's written over 3,000 songs. And mm-hmm. still counting. And counting. She's at it. And she, because of this whole thing, she says, I hope to write, uh, I hope that the Rock and Hall of Fame will understand and be willing to consider me again if I'm ever worthy. She said, this has, however, inspired me to put out a hopefully great rock and roll album at some point in the future, which I've always wanted to do. A, because she's a great artist, but also because her husband is a self-described rock and roll freak. <laughs> Watch she comes out in like some sort of hairband ensemble. Ah. Well, if you remember a few years back, she did do a version of Led Zeppelin's Stairway to Heaven. Oh, I did not know that. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. And it's uniquely Dolly Parton. Like it's, it's spiritual. The, the way she would do a song like that would make it a spiritual experience. Um, but it's very Dolly Parton. It's not rock and roll as uh, like a, by definition, sonic definition, but cool that she would, you know, I mean, Dolly Parton taking on Led Zeppelin. If anybody's going to do it, it would be someone like her. She understands how to write a song and how to interpret a song at the same time. Do you know that she um, did an EDM track a couple of years ago? Did we have that discussion? I think we have had that discussion. Yeah, I think it was Adam. Can you check? I think it was a. Uh, I think it was Galantis. That was the the group that did it. Well, and, I know there's um, a remix of Jolene being. Uh, yeah, no, this was another recently. song. I think it was called High or Happy or Hope or something, Dolly something like that. Um, but the music video is ridiculous. Like it's so cool. She's like on. She's the oh, a, yeah. bu- a bus driver. Oh, nice! It's amazing. So it's called Faith. And it's by Galantis and Dolly Parton featuring Mr. Probs. Yeah, Sharon, you have to watch. Like, it's, and like, it's just, it's so cool because, like, they wanted her. Like, Galantis wanted Dolly Parton on their EDM track. Like, that's how cool she is. Yeah. Wow. And she um, just released a new album. Go listen to it. It's great. There's a, there's a track on there called Big Dreams and Faded Jeans. Nice. It's amazing. Nice. She's cool. She's yeah. so cool. I like, uh, I think that she was at Glastonbury also, by the way. Like a few years ago, within the last 10, I believe that Dolly Parton was at uh, at Glastonbury and she does a great version. I'm just going to make sure that she was there of um, uh, Jolene for the oh. crowd. Yeah, it was Glastonbury back in 2014. Yeah, 2014 is the date. So, and I mean, she's Dolly Parton. She's super confident. She's She knows how to work a crowd, that's for sure. But think of the crowd at a, at a festival like Glastonbury. They're not... I mean, I think Dolly Parton is an extra. Do you know what I mean? Like she is to any fan that's going, I think that they're probably going for um the more popular names, let's say, popular music names, and then they get Dolly Parton, which is like, oh my gosh, like crazy. Uh that said, the whole crowd is singing along to Jolene, which is like just an amazing song. Um and that she wrote. Uh that is a great example of her songwriting. But also a great example of how you don't need to have short nails to play the guitar. Dolly Parton's nails are like two inches long and she plays like with no problem at all. You know how cool she is? She's like um, Betty White cool. Yes. Mm -hmm. Well, the idea that she's, I love, I've said this a few times in our conversations, that I like the idea of people living 
with presence. You know, they're not just coasting through life and, 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 you know, letting it happen. They're active participants in, in the journey, which is amazing. She's similar to Betty White. You have no real belief that she would ever, you know, not be here. Yep. You know, but we know what we know about, <laughs> about our timing and stuff on earth. So, uh, you know that what the truth is, but like still Dolly Parton saying, maybe I'll write a rock album. Maybe it'll be great. Maybe they'll consider me once again. Maybe I'll be worthy. Like just amazing. That's why I think that uh, we can all conclude that she is one class act. Love Hashtag Dolly. Dolly Parton. Hashtag. I want to be her when I grow up. <laughs> I want to be her when I grow you know up. What would be cool is her and the Spice Girls doing a collab. Ooh. I can see that. Yeah. Can you imagine how cool that would be? Totally cool. Sick. Sick with a P.S. <laughs> a sick. Uh, <laughs> or sick like Sharon is right now. Or sick like I feel. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, imagine if you will, the Backstreet Boys without any of the members as we know them. Okay. Okay. And let's take out Nick Carter. And imagine the Backstreet Boys. Can you? We no. needed a blondie. Like a straight up cutie pie, blondie baby boy. And we got that with Nick Carter. But when he was a preteen, he was faced with a decision as like any, you know, self-respecting preteen would be <laughs> of joining the Mickey Mouse Club or joining Backstreet Boys. Joining a known institution, which could have paid him really well as mm-hmm. like a, what, 11, 12 years old. Or joining a question mark boy band, and he obviously chose chose the uh, Backstreet Boys. I think that what was the figure sixty thousand dollars a year if he had joined yeah, 50, the 50. Mickey Mouse Club. Yeah, fifty. Fifty. Fifty bones, man. Yeah, that's when he was twelve. He joined the Backstreet Boys at twelve years old. Yeah, but wow. then they would only have hits a few years later. But they had to they had to be without sounding crass or or, you know, unfriendly toward the band, they were manufactured. So they had to be trained and yeah, true and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So it took some time. But what's crazy is like how they've been together forever. Yeah. And they're still going and their fans still go bananas. And like they've had their Vegas residency, which I think is coming up again. I think there's some dates they've got. And then they're heading out on their tour. Imagine though, like, no, like being the family of uh, that has a kid in it that's you know could have joined the, the uh, Mickey Mouse Club, but no, he's going to join a band. He's going to finish grade six first, you know, and then maybe go to middle school, yeah, <laughs> and then tour the world. Yeah, I think whatever his decision, I think he would have ended up on a similar path. That the the Carter family has had some uh, challenges um, over the course of the past few years, likely due to the uh, the the success that they've enjoyed also. Yeah. And the excess that it comes It can be a double-edged sword, Sharon. Yes. Well, if you're not prepared, how, what, what would prepare you to deal with that success? Yeah. Well, like, even if you look at Bieber, like, I'm, I'm actually impressed how well he's doing now. You know what I mean? Like, he seems like he's in a good place. All that I hear about him is from other people that are around him. Like, you know, if I read industry articles or whatever, is like, what a great leader he is now um, for his band, for his troop, like, and, and that he's making decisions that's, you know, for the betterment of all of them as a team. He's yeah. very loyal to a lot of the team members that have been with him forever. Yeah. Like I think his choreographer he's had for 10 years, like, you know, they're, they're very much a family and a team and he, uh, yeah, it just seems like he's in such a good place now and he's put that to the side, like to the past. So. Well, it's good. Cause I mean, he would have 
likely been subject to that sort of goofball behavior anyways, just for by virtue of being the age he was. Mm-hmm. He just had every, access to any single thing in the world that he wanted at that time, yeah. which ramped up his ridiculous yeah. behavior. And on top of it, he like, he didn't have a boy band to lean on. Like, it was it. Like, he was, he was it, you know? Like, yeah. There was no other... Like, yeah, like I just, and I mean, I, I'm sure there's good and bad parts to being in a boy band or any band, but, but when it's all on you at such a long, young age, like, and I oh, remember no reading kidding. an article or watching an interview, I can't remember with his manager, Scooter Braun, and when he was in the throes of being very much like out of control, because he had access to funds, he would fly away from Scooter. Like he would fly wherever to get away from, I guess, being reprimanded or tried to be cared for or whatever. He would just go. Wow. And obviously, he, I'm sure he had a lot of yes people around him at that point, on you know, or friends that weren't the best for him. And he just, he was, you know, doing yeah. things he shouldn't be doing. The hangers on. You don't want the hangers on. Yeah. I read somewhere, too, that his security guards at one point, they would go and check on him at night to see if he was still breathing. Wow. wow. Because he was he was doing drugs and too much alcohol, Yikes. I guess. I definitely think it was the drugs, and then I'm sure alcohol was involved in that, too, so... Wow. Well, he made it through. Yep. He made it through the machine. Um, hey, we should probably segue that nicely into another Canadian artist story. And that is that Brian Adams mm-hmm. and his songwriting partner, Jim Valance, are being inducted into the Canadian Songwriters Hall of Fame, which I'm surprised by only because I would have figured he'd already been inducted. That's what I thought. <laughs> it seems it's a bit late incredible. to the party. Uh, yeah. But, I mean, if you have, uh, you know, the chance to have this many years in the business. He just released an album the other day. Was it So Happy, so it, happy hurts? it Hurts? That? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, it's an indication of how happy he is. Yeah. Um, but to have your your success sort of segmented into decades, you know, I think that's why I would have thought he would already been inducted. But good for him. Good for them. Uh, and it's for that reason that he will be the subject of the 90s Rewind. I love it. Ooh, so no year in particular? No year in particular, just our favorite decade. How about All that? Right. I love it. All right. Go ahead. Okay. Let's do a grab <laughs> of some of the really big ones from the 90s. Just the 90s. Okay. Please forgive me. How about that? That was a bonus song on his hits collection called So Far So Good. He did a good string of ballads. He went ballad heavy, actually, for a lot of the 90s, which is fine because they worked and people loved them. Mm-hmm. Teamed up with Barbara Streisand on I Finally Found Someone. <laughs> I have to say it like that because it's Barbara <laughs> Streisand. Uh, the movie soundtrack to The Mirror Has Two Faces. Mm. Also, the Don Juan DeMarco soundtrack. Oh, I forgot about that. And the Have You Ever Really, Really, Ever, Really, Really, Ever, Ever Really Loved a Woman. That's the real song title. Sorry? It's not that, it's not that many evers and not that many reallys. <laughs> Have you ever really loved a woman? Uh, again, nice big ballad. Nice big soundtrack song. How about uh, with Sting and Rod Stewart and All for Love? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Another movie soundtrack, Three Musketeers. He did do other songs that weren't on movie soundtracks, as you know. <laughs> the title track to his seventh album called 18 Till I Die. That was a great album. Was that 96? Uh, yes, I yes. believe it was. 95, 96. I'm pretty sure it's 96, so you're right. Uh, go back to the beginning of the decade. Can't stop this thing we started. There's just something naturally fun about that song. Love yeah. it. Mm-hmm. 
uh, and certainly one of a few highlights on the Waking Up the Neighbors album, along with uh, one more, another soundtrack song that'll actually bring this show full circle because there's another Spice Girls reference. After I tell you that Everything I Do, I Do It For You Mm. was the big ballad from 91 on the Robin Hood Prince of Thieves soundtrack. Uh, But when you put him together with Mel C and get When You're Gone, it's one of my favorites. They mixed her too low. Yeah, that's true. That's the one thing about that song that drove me nuts. She was mixed lower. eh? Like Mm. volume lower? Yeah, like like they, they buried her in the mix. Yeah, I don't know why you would do that because I thought the parts that you could hear both of them well enough, uh, the harmonies were really solid. I was annoyed. Or maybe by it was that. mine that I was singing along with. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it was my harmonies that were solid. <laughs> that must be it. It could very well be. These are all great examples of why Brian Adams will be honored with Jim Valance in the fall for being inducted into the Canadian Songwriters Hall of Fame. And that's your 90s Rewind. Thank Bravo. you, Sharon. Bravo. Before you wrap up, I would just like to add, I really like um, Adam's sweater tonight, today. Yes, it is very nice. Yeah. Thank you. I love it, too. Do you Was a it a birthday tonight? gift? No, it's actually a, an old friend's... Um, I have some friends that, you know, instead of throwing their stuff away, they're like, oh, just come pick through my stuff, see if you like anything. So I actually <laughs> nice. picked it out of my friend's closet. <laughs> you cool. know what it actually looks like? Because there's like such a cool design. It actually looks like it's one of those paintings where you try to see if there's a picture in the painting. Like another. I see it. Yeah. There's not. It's, 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 no, there's not. No, no, no. I see it. <laughs> What's the picture? Jerry. It's horses. From the Spice Girls. It's Jerry really? on a horse. Yeah, Jerry, yeah, it's Jerry yeah. on a horse. <laughs> on a horse. <laughs> in a Union Jack dress. Yes, the horse is in a Union Jack dress. That is all. That's enough, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, you Sharon. Know I think this show has been a burner. Yeah. And uh, I think we've had some fun as usual. Yep. And we'll have another one next week. How about that? And then yeah. the one the week after that. It's just going to keep on keeping on. Why? Ahead of me saying... Happening. Well, exactly. I would like to say thank you to everybody for listening and finding us wherever it is you do that. But also what what Adam just said. Because we're 90s now and we're still happening.